Hello and welcome to the Armstrong Sims Show. I'm Armstrong Sims, the host, editor, producer, everything. I do everything on this show. Um, I would like to start out with um, some of the best news that I have heard in a long time. I am not overstating this. I'm so absolutely excited about this. Okay, this is from The Hollywood Reporter. The title of the article is Star Wars Shocker. Marvel's Kevin Feige developing new movie for Disney. Yes. Yes, this is real. This is actually happening. If you, um, I'll just read some of the article. I'm sure it'll explain it. Lucasfilm's Kathleen Kennedy... Kathleen Kennedy, aka one of the worst presidents of any production company in the world. Kathleen Kennedy, who dragged Star Wars down to its ultimate doom. It's Kathleen Kennedy, who oversaw, quote unquote, the making of the worst. Star Wars film ever, and it's not even close. Not even close to prequels. Not even close. The anti. She managed to oversee Star Wars Episode Eight, the anti Star Wars. And, and not even that is anti Star Wars. It's just anti story and plot development, anti character development, anti good characters, anti interesting. That's what the last shutter was. So, you know, Kathleen Kennedy, the woman who murdered Star Wars in its sleep, actually has hired for the first time an actual competent person to work on a Star Wars movie. Besides Ron Howard. Go Ron Howard. But we have our second actual competent person. The article reads on, Lucasfilm's, Lucasfilm's Kathleen Kennedy, quote, is pursuing a new era in Star Wars storytelling and knowing what a diehard fan Kevin is. Okay, this, this, this is part of my problem. This is part of what makes me so freaking angry as a Star Wars fan is knowing how huge and massive of a Star Wars fan Kevin Feige is. And... He, Kevin Feige totally would tell you, I mean, he probably wouldn't say it out loud, but he totally knows that if he had to choose between Marvel and Star Wars, he would 100% choose Star Wars. Like, this guy is a diehard Star Wars fan. And yet, Kevin Feige has been, was put in charge of, and of creating the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which was so insanely successful. So incredibly good. So incredibly well done. Did such an amazing job with the characters he was given. Yet he would have preferred to be in charge of Star Wars. But that's not what Disney had in mind. No, 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 no. Disney had in mind Kathleen Kennedy, who was an excellent producer. Excellent producer for Steven Spielberg and George Lucas and people like that. But had never actually had a real creative role in anything. And so they decided, Disney, in all their incredible... Wisdom decided that Kathleen Kennedy would make a great 
creative leader for Lucasfilm. And so while Kevin Feige, who was a huge Star Wars fan, was in charge of Marvel, he brought Marvel through the roof, creating probably one of the greatest build-ups and one of the greatest final movies of any movie series ever. And <laughs> while Kathleen Kennedy was um, poking holes, not even on a... She was on a sinking ship of Star Wars, but she was the one actually poking the holes in the ship. And, and, now, and now she's... Standing on the only part of the ship, the mast, that is the only part of the st- ship still sticking up above the water, telling the world, we're good, we're, we're all good. Women's rights, right? We had a lot of women characters, that makes our movies good. Who cares about plot, story development, anything like that, anything creative, anything that actually engages audiences? No, we had women. We had an Asian woman as one of our main characters, yay. Doesn't matter that she was one of the worst, she was the worst written character in the history of Star Wars, worse than Jar Jar, by far, not even a competition, worst character, Rose Tico. But she was Asian, so it was great. Kathleen Kennedy, patting herself on the back. I'm awesome. While Star Wars is singing to the bottom of the ship along and dividing the fan base to an ultimate degree that we've never seen any movie fan base be divided before. Um, dividing the fan base successfully. Um, driving so many people away from Star Wars. Like, I was so driven away from Star Wars for, like, the past... Ever since last year I came out, I'm just now kind of getting back into it just because, finally, <laughs> the trauma of Star Wars Episode 8, six, 8 has worn off of, of me. But now... But now, we have the absolute genius behind this MCU finally going to make a Star Wars movie. And you know what I think should be done? This is absolutely 100% what I think should be done. Is Kathleen Kennedy should be fired right now. And Kevin Feige should be hired to replace her. And I think Kevin Feige would do it in a heartbeat. He would uh, abandon the MCU. I, I totally believe that he would abandon the MCU. I absolutely believe it. To take on Star Wars? Like, oh my gosh, that would be amazing. But, okay, that's not happening. Because Kathleen Kennedy's Walt Disney's diversity child. Um, so, and women's equality child that they're never going to fire. Um, you know, we, we, we don't, we don't uh, examine people by what they actually do. Um, no, we just, we just hire because of gender. Yay. They've actually literally said in interviews that they hired her because of her gender. Like that is, that is actually sex. That is sexism. Making decisions based on gender alone. That is sexism. Like that's like the definition. But of course it's, it's, it's in favor of a woman. So it can't be sexism, but you know, that's a completely different issue. What am, what am we even talking about? Oh, yes. So, of course, we'd prefer, or I'd prefer, for Kevin Feige to immediately replace uh, Kathleen Kennedy as the president of Star Wars and Lucasfilm. But, you know, that's not happening. Of course, that's not happening. Um, What's actually happening is, um, second best thing is happening, is that um, Kevin Feige is going to work together 
to work with Lucasfilm on a Star Wars film. Oh my gosh. Um, here's what the article says. Um, let's read. To the surprise of no one, uh, Kevin Feige is a huge Star Wars fan. It may surprise many, however, that the Marvel Studios chief is going to be developing a Star Wars movie as Lucasfilm president, Kathleen Kennedy, uh, yuck, uh, makes new plans for a wave of project projects set in the universe. Oh my god. Guys, every time I think about Star Wars Episode 8, eight really 7 and 8, and the fact that Disney decided they want to continue the Skywalker saga instead of just exploring other stories in the universe. Every time I think about that, it makes me... It, it literally brings like a Great Depression to me. But I'm going to try to ignore that. Um, Feige had discussed a foray into the Star Wars universe in the late summer meeting with Kennedy at um, and studio co-chairman Alan Horn and Alan... Bergman, sources say, in a response to a career query from The Hollywood Reporter, Walt Disney Studios co-chairman and chief creative officer Horn said, quote, we are excited about the projects Kathy um, and the Lucasfilm team are working on, not only in terms of Star Wars, but also Indiana Jones and reaching into other parts of the company, including Children of Blood and Bone with Emma Watts and Fox. To close of the Skywalker saga, Kathy is uh, pursuing a new area, an era in Star Wars storytelling and knowing what a diehard fan Kevin is and made sense for these two extraordinary producers to work on a Star Wars film together. So the upside, the upside of this is Kevin Feige is working on it. And of course, the downside of it is that also Kathleen Kennedy is working on it. Kathleen Kennedy's presence in anything nowadays spells the absolute doom of it. Unless, of course, you're Ron Howard. Um, some see this move as a prelude to a larger role for Feige within Lucasfilm. Oh, my gosh. Please let it be. Please let that be true. Okay, let's go. <laughs> I'm shaking. Okay, let's move on. Um, while others say it merely reflects the Marvel executive's passion for the franchise, I so pray it's the former. Um... A top uh, Disney source says Kennedy remains in charge with no plans for any chan changes. <sighs> no plans for any changes. One knowledgeable source says uh, Feige has told a major actor, a major actor, that there's a specific role he would like that person to play if and when he makes the movies. Wow. No, no. I love how in, in, in the news, in the uh, film news world, um, that's considered news. Um, it's just so funny to me. Um, one knowledgeable source says Feige has told a major actor, just any major actor that's like, Hundreds of them. A major actor that there's a specific role he would like that person to play. Wow, this is not even news. But whatever. Um, however, this article continues. With Star Wars Rise of Skywalker uh, set to hit theaters December 20th, it is understandable that Disney would like to keep as much about the future of the franchise under wraps as possible. Uh, yeah, they, they don't want to give anyone hope for the future. That, that makes sense. Disney would like to keep 
all hopes and dreams, um, any kind of possible sign that the, the company might actually be going on an upturn. They want to keep that under wraps, guys. Um, while they're the, the uh, conclusion to one of the worst trilogies in movie history um, takes place in theaters. Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker, otherwise known as Episode Nine, um, is meant to be the final installment of the series that was first launched by George Lucas in 1977. The fact that these movies, <laughs> the sequel trilogy, is even mentioned in the same sentence as George Lucas is a disgrace to George Lucas and everything he ever worked for. George Lucas is one of the greatest storytellers of our time. I think he is the greatest storyteller of our time. So maybe not the best writer, maybe not the best director, but the greatest storyteller of our time, without a doubt in my mind. The fact that George Lucas is even mentioned in the same sentence as the sequel trilogy or in the credits of the sequel trilogy is a disgrace to George Lucas, his legacy, and everything I ever stood for. Actually, if you don't know, um, it also became news recently that um, George Lucas was, it was, became public in knowledge that George Lucas was very, very disappointed um, with what Disney ended up doing and the direction Disney ended up going with his Star Wars franchise. Shocker. Not really. Um, it is also meant to win back a fans after the last sequel trilogy entry, Star Wars The Last Jedi, divided audiences, even though reviews were largely positive and the film grossed $1.3 billion worth worldwide. The reviews were largely positive. Uh, the critic reviews, that's what this uh, Hollywood reporter is referring to. And Hollywood reporter is one of those people that reported, reviewed positively. So, of course, they want you to think that it was a good movie. Um, under Feige's leadership, Marvel has had an extraordinary run of hits, as I've already talked about, including four of the top ten movies ever released. This summer, Avengers Endgame grossed $2.9 billion and surpassed Avatar to become the top grosser of all time, not adjusted for inflation. Feige has uh, a packed slate of Marvel movies and TV in the works, and he expected to take a big role in developing the Marvel heroes like the X-Men that Disney got in the Fox acquisition. Kennedy has been president of Lucasfilm since 2012, um, when this train wreck started. Uh, that was my own edition. Uh, she is one of the very few women in the top executive jobs at Disney, but she was picked for the job by Lucas before he sold his company for $4 billion that year. Uh, in September of 2018, she renewed her contract for three years. Wow, that... Uh, please. So, so to September 2021 is when um, hope will come back into my life. When the possibility of her contract ending and her not being renewed will come up. So far, the four Star Wars films produced for Disney have grossed about $4.5 billion, but while Feige was president, has presided over a mostly seamless rollout of one Marvel hit after another, reinvigorating the Star Wars franchise has not been a smooth process because it has been terribly done. Um, Gareth Edwards was effectively sidelined as the helmer of the troubled 2016 film Rogue One. That's the best movie they've released! They sidelined the director 
of the best movie they've made. What is wrong with these people? The film went on to become a hit because it was a good movie and generating strong reviews and a $1.1 billion worldwide. As you can tell, I get a little passionate about this. Um, in June 2017, Kennedy fired directors Phil Lord and Chris Miller during the production of this prequel film, Solo, amid concerns about their improvisational style. Ron Howard stepped in to finish the film, which uh, grossed $392.9 million and became the first Star Wars pick ever to lose money in... Again, I could go on and on about this stuff, but... The reason the film lost money was because The Last Jedi was so bad. I can't believe I went to see it. I only went to see it actually because of Ron Howard. Because I love Ron Howard. But I can't believe I actually went to see it. I, I told my, After The Last Jedi, I said I was going to boycott it. And I, at the time, the movie was good. It was really good. And now I watch it, I'm like, man, it was good. But at the time, I didn't even like it because I was so insanely turned off of Star Wars by the absolute abomination that was The Last Jedi that I, nothing could have pleased me at that point. Nothing. I, I would have thought nothing was good. I would have been interested in nothing about Star Wars. And I know there's so many other fans. I, I, I know because the internet exists and I can read what other people's thoughts were on the movie. I know that I wasn't the only one that thought, and I know that I wasn't the only one who thought, man, I have just zero negative interest in seeing Star Wars, anything Star Wars right now. And so if you think that that movie flopped because it was a bad movie, you're wrong. And you and, and, and Lucasfilm, of course, and Kennedy, they think that's 100% why. So the movie was supposed to have um, sequels, and it's not going to. The movie was supposed to have sequels, and it's not going to. They canceled them because the movie flopped, but the only reason the movie flopped was because Last Jedi was so bad, but they're, they're, they're continuing on with that. They're just patting themselves on the back, thinking there's, there's no way it could possibly have been Last Jedi. Okay, okay, okay. I'm reading on. In September 2017, uh, Jurassic World filmmaker Colin Trevorrow uh, was dropped as the director of Star Wars Rise of Skywalker and replaced by J.J. Abrams, who I kind of like. And it kind of um, somewhere hidden within, deep within me, I have hopes that he might possibly actually save this trilogy, which it can be saved. It's, it can be, be kind of salvaged. Um, J.J. Abrams, who successfully relaunched the franchise in 2015 with The Four Quest Awakens. And by successfully relaunched, they mean successfully made and released a movie. That is the, the extent to which successfully relaunching that franchise was. Disney chairman Bob Iger, um, the devil himself, uh, conceded in a recent New York Times interview that the studio had made mistakes. You think, but they don't think he doesn't think he doesn't actually um, recognize the mistakes they actually made. He is talking about completely other mistakes that were not real mistakes. He said, I think we just might have put a little bit too much in the mark of late too fast. No, the, that wasn't the problem. The problem was that you put a little bit too much garbage in the marketplace. 
Not that you put too much in the marketplace too fast. Not that you put too much garbage in the marketplace too fast. That was the reason. But of course they'll never admit to that because they don't want to admit publicly that their films they put out were garbage. Uh, one potential, and, and so they're, they're so stuck up with themselves that they're not actually going to ever realize the real problem. And they're never going to deal with the real problem, and it's never going to be fixed. Fixed. Uh, one potential trouble sign for Lucasfilm and Disney is the allegedly disappointing audience at the new Star Wars attractions in Anaheim and Orlando. Star Wars Land, which, uh, again, I could go on for another hour about. <laughs> Here's what I'll say about that. The Star Wars uh, Galaxy's Edge is what it's called. It is... They're so confused about what they're doing with that land. The land, first off, it only has one ride open. So yeah, okay, they're not going to attract that much people. And the land is clearly aimed at adults. There are bars, they serve alcohol, there's drinking. The, The land is clearly not meant for kids. It's clearly aimed at adults. And yet, the the land is completely based off of sequel stuff, off of Disney's new Star Wars stuff, not off any of the old stuff, only off new Star Wars stuff. And it's kind of like, um, my brother went there, so he told me about it. He said all the characters there are just kind of like, you could see them and they're all just like, okay, I guess that could kind of look like, it could kind of be in Star Wars, but none of it actually feels like real Star Wars. And it's all aimed at adults, yet it has zero nostalgia because you're using new stuff, which everyone hates and has no nostalgia for. They don't even have time to have, even if they loved it, they wouldn't have time to have nostalgia for it. So you're aiming it at adults who have nostalgia for the old ones, but you're basing it off the sequels, which no one has nostalgia for. So who is your audience? They're, they're so confused about Galaxy's Edge. They don't know what they're, they're, they're clueless over there. They're clueless at Lucasfilm. They're clueless. And it's so shocking to me because they do other things so well. Disney does a lot of things super well. But they're just totally botching Lucasfilm. Okay, continuing. Uh, During a recent earnings call, Iger said interest in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge was still high and, quote, long term, we have no concerns whatsoever about them. Um, on Wednesday, Disney unveiled a new leadership structure for the Disneyland Resort and Walt Disney World Parks. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Disney has been criticized for its lack of women in top roles at the company. So, so again, we have people criticizing the company, not for the quality of work the people at the top are doing, but just criticizing them for the amount of uh, genitalia, certain genitalia they have. We, we don't care about quality work you're doing at the company, Disney. We only want to see this specific genitalia. Yes, this makes sense. Uh, so any move to displace Kennedy may create perception problems. See, th- this is another thing that makes me so mad. They're so... They're such social justice warriors that they're never going to fire Kennedy because she's one of the only women with actual power in there. And it just so happens that they hired a completely incompetent woman, but they're never going to admit that because she's the only woman and they need to keep her along because you know, they, they need to have the perception that they're actually higher women. So, so Kathleen Kennedy's never going to go. You know she's never going to go. At least not anytime soon. Because Disney has to play along with this. They have, they have to keep their 
the perception up that they are woke. In his Times interview, Iger acknowledged that women and people of color were not represented well, but said, I'll change that before I leave. Again, Iger saying, basically what he's saying is, I am not going to hire people based on the quality of their work. I'm going to hire people based on the color of their skin and the type of genitalia they have. If that's, if that's not sexism or racism, I don't know what it is. That's literally the definition of uh, sexism and racism. All right, let's continue. Um, while Disney and Lucasfilm have scaled back uh, development of Star Wars movies, in part due to the poor performance of Solo, which was in full due to the poor quality of The Last Jedi, um, it is still working on future movies. Both Last Jedi, Helmer, Ryan Johnson... Scum of the Earth, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson, who who went on Twitter after and called people who criticized his movie, quote, man babies. Yes, this guy, this guy is a real professional. We we should we should we should put this guy in, in charge of the most anticipated movie in the last twenty years. Yeah, I, I think that's a good idea. Put this guy in charge of the most popular movie franchise of all time. This this guy's a real professional, yeah. Great job. Um, and Game of Thrones showrunners uh, D.B. Weiss and uh, David Beinoff, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce his name, are working on a feature project on working on feature projects set in the Star Wars universe. The Game of Thrones people, I'm I'm kind of ex- excited about Ryan Johnson. You know, I'm you know I'm going to boycott the heck out of that. And you know, so many more people are going to boycott the heck out of that. I- I'm ripping that illegally. You heard it here first. I'm not even no no way I'm even renting that. I won't watch that on Disney Plus, maybe, if I'm already subscribed. It's the only way I'm watching that legally. Um, okay. And with Disney ramping up its streaming service, Disney Plus, which I'm really excited about, um, Lucasfilm will be an important piece of the puzzle. Um, as it should be, because it, it's probably one of the most valuable assets. And they're destroying it. Completely alienating the fan base. John Favreau's, John Favreau's live-action Star Wars space western, The Mandalorian, is set to premiere November 12th, and a Rogue One prequel series is in the works as an Ewan McGregor-led Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Okay, so the man, so, so I will say, the Disney Plus series for Star Wars is the only thing I'm looking forward to. I mean, those things look so incredible. If you saw the trailer for The Mandalorian, I actually, I really like John Favreau. I really have faith in John Favreau. I, I haven't liked his um, live-action his uh, quote-unquote live-action movies for Disney, um, The Jungle Book and The Lion King. The Lion King was terrible. But in, in general, I like John Favreau, and I like his work. And so I'm really, really excited about uh, The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian looks so good. I'm, this is one of the few things. And, and when I watched The Mandalorian trailer, one of the things I was, I was reminded of when I watched that trailer was how amazing and incredibly interesting the world of Star Wars is. Which, of course, just lead me to just be in more despair about how how someone how could someone possibly destroy my love of that ryan johnson figured it out baby so i'm really excited for the mandalorian and uh the uh rogue one prequel series and of course the ewan mcgregor led obi-wan kenobi series how can you not be excited for ewan mcgregor leading as obi-wan i i i will say it and until the day i die ewan mcgregor is a much better obi-wan kenobi than alec guinness was i'll say it to the day i die such a better Obi-Wan Kenobi. Such a more likable. I mean, do you really like Al Guinness that much? 
He's just kind of like a wise guy that's stoic in there. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, probably one of the most likable characters in all of movie history, in my opinion. Okay, so that's <laughs> that's the end of the uh, article, and I, I can't believe I just talked about that nonstop for that long. Sorry about that. Um, let's let's transition into something real here. That, that that was that was a lot of passionate discussion, and now I'm going to talk about something, um, like actually real. Mark Twain once said, "If you don't read the newspaper, you are uninformed, and if you do read the newspaper, you are misinformed." Which is better? Which is better to be? Uninformed or misinformed? Not that I can... I don't, I don't think I can answer that question. But I was reminded of this quote um, as I was walking by and um, on Baylor's campus, where I go to school, they have... Uh, Baylor has this deal with the New York Times where the New York Times will provide um, free newspapers to everyone. These, these uh, newsstands that are everywhere on campus. Um, in hopes that students will start reading them in college, and then when they get out of college, they'll say, oh, I, I, I got to have my New York Times, and so they'll get a subscription. <laughs> I, I, I never pick up New York Times. Um, I hardly ever do. But today I was walking by, and I saw um, the headline on the front page, which, of course, is talking about the um, transcript of the call that was released. And they have completely edited it. I mean, obviously they can't put the full transcript in there, I guess. Because no one wants to sit there and read through all that. I mean, that's... But they have edited it in such a way to make it seem like there was a direct link between the aide, holding the aide, and then there was a direct link between where he said, "Ask, I'm going to ask you a favor. And then he leads right into, um, can you, you need to inquire into um, Joe Biden and his son. Which, of course, he didn't ask for the, he didn't say, I'd like to ask you for a favor and then go immediately into Biden's son. He said, I'd like to ask you for a favor and then talked about where you look into this crowd strike thing and um, these corruption, this corruption that's happening. He wasn't, he wasn't talking about, Joe Biden's son, that was like a whole page and a half later, but of course, front page of this New York Times has it immediately afterwards. He asks a favor, and then he goes right into Biden. So, you know what? If you read the newspaper, you were misinformed, like uh, Mark Twain said. And apparently now, apparently now, um, if you listen to um, representatives... You were also misinformed. Um, Representative Adam Schiff, who um, is a Democrat from California, um, is the chairman of the Intelligence Committee um, who is invest- that is investigating Trump. Um, he had some stuff to say on what was in the transcript, and here's what he had to say. The essence of what the president communicates... We've been very good to your country, very good. No other country has done as much as we have. But you know what? 
I don't see much reciprocity here. I hear what you want. I have a favor I want from you, though. And I'm going to say this only seven times, so you better listen good. I want you to make up dirt on my political opponent, understand lots of it. On this and on that, I'm going to put you in touch with people, and not just any people. I'm going to put you in touch with Attorney General of the United States, my Attorney General, Bill Barr. He's got the whole weight of the American law enforcement behind him. And I'm going to put you in touch with Rudy. You're going to love him, trust me. You know what I'm asking, and so I'm only going to say this a few more times, in a few more ways. And by the way, don't call me again. I'll call you when you've done what I asked. Okay, then Adam Schiff uh, later said, uh, that was a parody, but still, what the heck was that? He gets up there, and in this official speech he's making, he totally, completely mischaracterizes, misquotes, makes up stuff from the transcript. The transcript doesn't even come anywhere close to what he was saying. And if it was parody like he later claimed it was, the people watching that at the time, I I guarantee you there's people watching that who would not know it was a parody and think he's just, oh, he's obviously not quoting exactly, but he's basically saying what what is in the transcript. It's not even close to what's in the transcript. Not even close. What what is what is happening to our representatives when they're getting up there and, and saying garbage like this? He literally just completely fabricates out of thin air a bunch of stuff that would be if Trump had said it, would be impeachable, but it's not anywhere close to what's in the transcript. And do you want to know why? You want to know why he's making all this stuff up and not actually reading from the transcript? Because he knows that what's in the transcript isn't impeachable. He knows that what's in the transcript doesn't match or doesn't come close to what they've been saying, doesn't come close to what the whistleblower claimed it was the whistleblower just from a secondhand account that he heard you know we, we, we should treat that information as more valuable than the actual transcript my gosh and and he knows that the, the transcript isn't what they want it's not going to score the political points they want it's not going to get not nearly enough to get president trump impeached so so he just starts making stuff up out of thin air i, I guess I guess this is what we do now. So in other news, um, the whistleblower complaint was um, released um, yesterday, Thursday. Um, here's a, here's from an article I'm reading from Daily Wire. Um, with the Firestone, or what, uh, Firestone, what am I, what are we talking about? Um, with the firestorm over the call, obviously we know what call we're talking about, raging. President Trump agreed to release both the partial transcript of the call, which we read on uh, yesterday's podcast, and the full complaint, which um, was released yesterday, um, allowing the public to um, read for themselves what was uh, alleged and what had actually taken place. Um, as documented in the transcript, which we read yesterday, um, or I, I explained, I read and then explained, 
Uh, Trump did ask Zelensky to look into Biden and his son, though the administration underscores that no direct quid pro quo was offered by the president, as initially alleged by critics. That is true. Uh, there was no, definitely no direct quid pro quo. He did ask him to look into it, but no quid pro quo, so not impeachable. Uh, Trump continues to maintain that he uh, handled the call quote perfectly and that the media has overhyped the claims. So this is one one of the things that I find so entertaining about Donald Trump is that he he's so bombastic over the top. It's it's unbelievable. He tweeted uh, yesterday saying, Will the Democrats apologize after seeing what was said on the call with the Ukrainian president? They should. A perfect call. Got them by surprise. <laughs> A perfect call. <laughs> He's so over the top with his language. It's 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 kind of, it's kind of funny. Okay, this was in no way <laughs> was this a perfect call. Was it an impeachable call? No. But was it a perfect call? Also, no. He did. He did clearly um, ask Zelensky to look into Biden and his son, but definitely not a perfect call. But you know that that's just classic Trump. Trump loves to overhype so many things. It's I I quite enjoy it. Some people get really really mad over this stuff. Saying he's lying, you and he, oh, I'm going to fact check that. I'm going to fact check that and say that it wasn't, and prove that it wasn't a perfect call. Those people are so stupid. It's like, obviously, Trump just speaks out of his butt sometimes, but um, it's what some, it's what people, a lot of people like about him. So he just speaks whatever comes to his mind. He, if you ever watch a Trump rally, like a video of a recording of a Trump rally, it's the most insane thing ever, especially in today, today's world, when politicians are the most robotic, staged, rehearsed human beings on the face of the earth. When Trump gets on the stage, it's like he just says literally whatever comes to his mind. It's the most unrehearsed. It's like he's just riffing and just listening to the crowd react and just trying out random things that he's going to say. And he, it's like a com, like a stand-up routine or something that he's doing at a comedy club. As ever know, he's the president of the United States at a campaign rally. It's the most insane thing ever. That that that's one of the reasons why you really can't take anything this guy says seriously. If you really fact-check the guy, and people are like, you know, he's he's this stat going around like. He's made over 10,000 false claims in his presidency. Well, yeah, yeah, that's because he just randomly riffs and says stuff. If you're actually going to take... You, you can't treat this guy like every other politician. Because every other politician is extremely rehearsed and extremely controls their mouth. Trump just... Whatever. Just throw it out there. Just like a vomiting of ideas and words and things he just is trying out on the crowd. And sometimes it just flops and he just doesn't come back to it. It's it's so insane and it's so unlike anything we've ever seen. And I, I think that's one of the reasons people love him so much. Is that that's one of the things that makes him so absolutely unique is he's so the opposite of rehearsed 
which you know I like when you see Kamala Harris or you see Cory Booker talk. I mean, you literally think that they're a robot. Like, I legitimately think you could a robot could have more personality than Cory Booker. More could a robot could act more genuine than Cory Booker. But you have Trump on the stage, and that you literally you you literally have no idea what this guy is going to say. Every single rally, every single speech he ever gives, is completely unique. It's insane. It's extremely entertaining. It drives some people crazy, but I think it's just entertaining. So, um, yeah. I think that's all I have for you today. I'll, I'll just end it there. So I'll see y'all I'll see you on Monday. I'll come up with a new podcast Monday. Um, if not before that, possibly this weekend, if, if something happens or I, I just feel the urge to release another podcast this weekend. That, 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 that's likely to happen. I'm concerning the fact that there's a lot more news to be talked about out there that I didn't get to because I wanted to rant and I'm going on a passionate rant about Star Wars um, and Kevin Feige for 25 minutes, which I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Um, yeah, I'll leave it there. Um, Twitter at Armstrong Sims, Instagram at Armstrong Sims, Armstrong Sims Show at gmail.com. Please send in your questions, thoughts, criticisms, anything. <laughs>